From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary, starting a brand new day and a brand new week. So we hope to bring you another fun-filled week of adventures in podcasting, and we are still the new definition of color commentary. And, yes, I am Jerry Brooks, as always, your host, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And, well, it hasn't slowed down any as of yet. Now, I do have to apologize because uh, I did not get to do a WTF Friday, which is something I've looked forward to, but Friday just kind of got completely out of hand with doctor's appointments and various and sundry other things. So, yeah, it was kind of a mess. So, to make up for it, WTF Friday today now becomes WTF Monday. And there's some stories that I've kind of gone through through my uh, stack of stuff and... Some of it is just mind-boggling. Some of it is funny. Uh, but let's get, just let's get into sort of the sort of the news of the day. Now, today, uh, it's kind of nutty because in Colorado is starting today the the trial of whether or not Donald Trump can be taken off of the Colorado ballot. Now, this nonsense, this whole thing about the four, uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment got started uh, not that long ago by a couple of uh, academics and uh, former, uh, former attorneys and, and a judge. But the problem is uh, dudes and dudettes, it is unconstitutional. It is severely unconstitutional for a variety of reasons. Now, if you're trying to maybe understand what, um, what's in the 14th Amendment, it's essentially, it's the insurrection clause that you cannot, you are disqualified from office if you participated in some type of uh, insurrection or rebellion or whatever. The problem with it is this applied only to the Civil War, the period after the Civil War. It doesn't exist today and it doesn't, and Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't even mention the president. They talk about senators, they talk about congressmen, state legislators, but not the president or the vice president. So that's been a mess, but leave it to a bunch of lefties to figure this out and try to see if it can gain some traction, even though it is horrendously unconstitutional just on the face of it. 
And one of my favorite legal analysts uh, talking about this is Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project. And he's actually in Denver today uh, for this trial, and he spoke uh, to Steve Bannon earlier today by phone uh, an interview and to talk about this whole mess. So I will turn it over to Mr. Davis to explain how messed up this really is. Yeah, I'm in the Denver District Court right now, and the trial is starting in front of this Democrats-appointed Dem uh, Denver District Court Judge Sarah Wallace. She just donated last year before she became a federal judge to an organization that is trying to go after elected officials who supported Trump on January 6th. That this organization is trying to get them thrown out of office and this Democrat judge in Denver, Sarah Wallace, donated to that organization. She should clearly recuse. President Trump has filed a motion for her to recuse. She will decide that this morning, presumably, and I presume she'll deny that motion, which is reversible error, but I don't think the Democrats care. Remember, these are the Democrats who impeached President Trump for nonsense. They indicted him four times for non-crimes. They even brought a civil fraud lawsuit to bankrupt his family business for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full on time as agreed with interest. How the hell is that fraud, right? And so they saw President Trump's poll numbers go up. They see that he's going to beat President Biden like a drum on November 5th, 2024. So now this is their legal Hail Mary. They want to use a post-Civil War constitutional amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, that is intended to disqualify Confederate sympathizers who engaged in insurrection during the Civil War from federal office. These Democrats around the country are trying to disqualify President Trump, take him off the ballot in key states. They're starting here in Colorado, a blue state, and they're going to use that precedent in swing states like Michigan to just take Trump off the ballot. This is obvious lawfare. It's obvious election interference. It's unconstitutional. This is madness. There is a, a, a court case from 1869 that addressed this point directly. That uh, Chief Justice Samuel Chase heard this back in 1869 when they were trying to disqualify people from running from office, Confederate sympathizers and insurrectionists from running for office, and Chief Justice Samuel Chase clearly held that if you want to disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment for engaging in insurrection or rebellion, Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment. Congress did that in 1870. Congress passed an insurrection or rebellion statute that disqualifies. So if you want to disqualify Trump or any other candidate, you have to bring federal criminal charges in a federal criminal court and get a federal criminal jury to unanimously find that defendant was guilty under that specific insurrection or rebellion criminal statute. It has to be, uh, the, the district court judge has to convict and it has to be upheld on appeal. That is the only way you can remove for insurrection or rebellion, to disqualify for insurrection or rebellion under the 14th Amendment. The qualifications to be president are laid out in in the Constitution, and if you want to disqualify, you have to go through that federal criminal statute. Well, well, well. Thank you, Mike Davis. Thank you, thank you for a pretty concise and thorough explanation of why this trial is absolutely a mess. 
it is a it's unconstitutional and Mike Davis who is an attorney himself and worked for Senator Charles Grassley of Iowa on the Senate Judiciary Committee and helped in the confirmation hearings of Trump's uh, Supreme Court nominees. Now, this is a guy who's sharp, who's smart, and knows what he's talking about. So, I don't know, I just do not understand what it, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand why, I mean, it's Trump derangement syndrome taken to a whole nother level. Now, I don't know what these people are thinking and what they hope to achieve. I mean, well, I know what they want to achieve. Uh, ultimately, what they want to do is have the state of Colorado set a legal precedent and then other key states like Michigan, Ohio, uh, and others can take them off the ballot. And, and also Arizona, too. That's a big one. So, yeah, that's pretty much the big news in uh, Trump world. Uh, but Trump is still just chugging right along. Uh, it's crap, but he's got a good legal team. And a lot of this is just going to have to run its course. It's kind of like a fever. You know, you just have to let the fever run its course until the fever breaks. Now, over the weekend, you know, speaking of the 2024 presidential race, <laughs> big the big news uh, yes, as candidates are now starting to just kind of throw in the towel and some of them have endorsed others, uh, some have not. Now, over the, we've already had uh, Perry Johnson. Uh, he's uh, thrown in the towel and has thrown his endorsement to Trump. Larry Elder has uh, withdrawn from the race and he too uh, endorsed President Trump. Uh, Will, co former congressman from Texas, Will Hurd, got out uh, a bit ago, and but he threw his endorsement to Nikki Haley. Uh, okay, like that's really going to help. And even here in the beautiful sunshine state of Florida, there are Florida Republicans who are telling. Ron DeSantis, hey, get out of the race. That's pretty intense. And of course, over the weekend, former Vice President Mike Pence has withdrawn officially from the race. He hasn't endorsed Trump, don't expect him to, but now he's a major player who's out. So this whole thing is starting to get really, really nutty. I mean, when Florida Republicans are telling DeSantis to get out of the race, I mean, we're almost, we're just a couple of months away from the start of the new year when the race really gets starting to get hot uh, in January with the Iowa caucuses, at least with the Republicans anyway. So, it's kind of in the, okay, uh, yo, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, 
The primary has been over for quite a while. Thank you very much. Uh, just, it was a great try, but Trump's the nominee. And don't really put your eggs in the basket of, well, he's going to get convicted. Uh, I mean, well, sure he's going to get convicted because half the judges, or at least almost all of them, and these prosecutors are corrupt to the core. Of course he's not going to get a fair trial in New York. He's not going to get a fair trial in Atlanta. And he sure as hell isn't going to get one in D.C. I mean, oh my goodness. This is like trying to throw spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks. Now this is the Colorado case uh, going on right now is just one of several ways that the spiritual warfare and lawfare have met. So yes, uh, you know, let's see what happens here. Uh, Trump is already very much involved, but I don't see how this whole 14th Amendment stuff is going to get any traction because it, at its core, it is so unconstitutional, it is so blatantly obvious and brazen election, election interference, I don't see it going much of anywhere, but you never know. You never know how corrupt some of these people are, and especially judges who have, who are nothing more than walking conflicts of interest and really need to recuse themselves, but they're not going to. That's kind of the real hard part uh, with a lot of this. But hey, Trump's used to it. He's fighting. He's not taking anything for granted. He's still out there. He's uh, this weekend. Uh, Trump was in Nevada, in Las Vegas, uh, speaking uh, to a Jewish Republican coalition event. Uh, and also a, a Nevada caucus, commit to the caucus event. Having lived in Nevada myself, I almost wish I was back there, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It, it's, it, right now, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how Trump is going to deal with all of these... Uh, crazy indictments and all these crazy trials and the whole thing in Georgia with just this I mean I it has just this feel of communist Russia in the time of Stalin you know just this the show trials the struggle sessions quote unquote and and just this other stuff where you have now three people, three attorneys actually, Sidney Powell, uh, Kenneth Chesborough, and Jenna Ellis, who've all copped plea deals. Now, the whole thing with Jenna Ellis, I, as she in tears read this thing in court, I'm like, what did they do? Yeah, yeah, it makes me wonder what did they do to these people to absolutely just break them and accept plea deals? I, I don't know, but I'll tell you, 
uh, from the... <laughs> uh, it's going to be weird. But here's something even weirder <laughs> uh, from over the weekend. And now, this is hilarious to me. It really is hilarious. Because we're talking 2024 politics and... From NBC News, <laughs> the headline, Liz Cheney doesn't rule out presidential run, calling Trump the single most dangerous threat to the nation. Now, <laughs> I, I, when I saw that, I went, why? I, I, are you serious here? Well, apparently, uh, loser Liz Cheney uh, supposed Republican wackadoodle as thinking about running. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Now, she's got some name recognition, true, as the daughter of a former vice president, but she's a loser. How do you know? If you remember, last year, during the Wyoming primary, Liz Cheney got several anatomical parts handed to her by Harriet Hageman, who, and Liz lost the Republican primary by 40-0 points. But lost by 40 points. And her delusions sitting on the January 6th kangaroo court, I really don't call that a committee, at least not by the congressional definition. But yeah, she's a wackadoodle. And throw in crybaby Adam Kinzinger into that. And yeah, the, the, these are messed up people. And they are no longer in Congress. Uh, Liz Cheney got voted out. And Kinzinger got redistricted out. So, to actually, I mean, this interview by Liz Cheney was done on, uh, was yesterday on CNN's uh, State of the Union, and there's Cheney being interviewed by Jake Tapper. Oh, gosh. Yeesh. This is just crazy. But, you know, politics is a crazy business. Tis true, but it just cracks me up that Liz Cheney somehow has got in her messed up mind that she might run for president. I'm like, look, Liz, Trump is a dynasty killer. He took out the Clintons, he took out the Bushes, and he took out you. And and I love it. I and I love this because I don't know what you think you can do, uh, except maybe uh, appeal to some fringe group of nutcases who don't understand and apparently seem to be enamored with Joe Biden and the Democrats. Which is like, uh, okay, no, just Liz, Liz, honey, just wherever you're living, just 
stay there. Now, if you're in Wyoming, don't go out too often uh, because <laughs> you got a lot of folks in that great state who pretty much just <laughs> done. See ya. Bye. You know, it's a very, it's a, it's a red state. So don't even think about it. So anyway, so yeah, Liz Cheney's off there. But other interesting news along the same front of 2024, another uh, from the Hill newspaper, uh, ousted speak ousted and disgraced speaker Kevin McCarthy apparently has a MAGA primary challenger in his district. And just reading from the Hill story, uh, David Giglio, who previously lost a congressional bid for the state's 13th district, is running as an America First Republican who will fight alongside President Trump in 2024 as he wages war against the corrupt Uniparty. And that is according to Mr. Giglio's campaign website. Now, it's interesting. Now, I knew, given what had been going on with McCarthy and the Uniparty and everything he did to screw up everything all the way back in January and the promises he made and for the revenge porn that was going on on Capitol Hill amongst the GOP going after Matt Gates and the other seven who voted to oust McCarthy and people getting all upset I said you know especially Newt Gingrich now Newt I used to have a lot of respect for but man was he so stinking wrong on this and others who criticized Gates for this and yes it was nuts three weeks of infighting revenge porn behind the scenes bickering and infighting circular firing squads ay 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 but we have a new speaker now and frankly i think it's fantastic it's fantastic we have mike johnson as the new speaker of the house because even though it took three weeks to get it, but we got it now. And a, an, a MAGA America First speaker. This sends a huge message to the Republican base and MAGA. Now, I warned last week that there are going to be some things that Johnson is going to do that might not be popular, but given his interview yesterday with Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business, yes, he's probably going to end up doing another continuing resolution that's going to last until January, mid-January. But I understand that to do that would be essentially to uh, the January deadline that would make the Senate 
think twice about doing some kind of omnibus bill that uh, Schmucky Chucky Schumer and Mitch the son of a <clears throat> McConnell want. Yeah. So, in a way, you know, and, and believe me, when even before uh, the, the election took place on the House floor for a speaker, the mainstream media, and boy, did they go at it, it's absolutely just nut, nutty. Absolutely nutty. Now, of course, MSLSD, uh, <laughs> who's a real mess here, and always has been, apparently, uh, Jen Psaki, um, apparently, uh, certainly took umbrage uh, to uh, to to uh, Speaker Johnson's election, and apparently, uh, Speaker Johnson is someone who is a person of faith, and yes, he's a Bible believer, and apparently. That's not cool by uh, by MSNBC standards. So yeah, I mean, I'm just looking to see, you know, what other nonsense is going to come out of this. So I, I don't know. But as uh, Speaker Johnson uh, continues his tenure, let me give you a little taste of what he's getting has been getting and will continue to get uh, from the mainstream, lamestream, lying sack of crap media. Minutes to talk about this new speaker. First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, fine-ish. Conservative, yes, but he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat. And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly has God apparently called on Mike Johnson to do? Well, his views on policy are essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. They're more divisive than they are divine. Yep, exactly. That's Jen Psaki. Yep, Peppermint Patty had to open her big, bigoted mouth, slamming a new speaker. As if someone, as if someone who's been chosen by God is just this dangerous psycho. Oh my gosh. Please, if anything, because of the state of our nation, to have someone who has morals, who has convictions, who has all kinds 
of good things that he wants to serve the people. Mike Johnson used a term that I have never heard from any speaker of the House, or frankly, any politician, at least not for a really long time. Mike Johnson used the term servant leadership. Now, that is a weird foreign concept to the swamp. Seriously. And people like Saki, who is a pretty much a, an anti-Christian full-on bigot, had to just open her big mouth and say that, you see, these people, they're terrible, they're dangerous. As if having a biblical worldview is some type of a crime. I have a pretty biblical worldview, but I'm not a politician. I am a podcaster, but still, folks, this is absolutely nuts. This is nuts. Uh, to say that having a, you know, because, well, you're a dangerous person. You're an extremist. You're dangerous because you believe the Bible. You believe in God. I said, well, yeah. Who do you think is going to be the only one who can fix this country? I say, with zero apology, uh, we need God and those he chooses uh, to help bring about this. And I believe one of those people is Donald J. Trump. Now, I know people have a problem with that. Even supposed Christians have a problem with that. But I don't. I mean, you can have your problem. You can certainly, you certainly are entitled to your opinion. But am I going to change my mind? Hmm. Well, uh, not anytime soon. Because we need help. We need help. And government ain't the answer. We've seen how government screws stuff up. We are teetering on all kinds of things economic collapse, potentially World War III, and all kinds of other things in the middle. Now, just to tell you a little bit of how messed up some things are, and apparently with some people who take a very similar biblical worldview, the the um, the modern american church has got big problems and i mean some really big problems and case in point from just the news now if i hadn't seen the story uh in just in just the news which is a fabulous website i highly recommend it to people but my lord this is just weird. This is, this is a perfect example of why progressive or woke Christianity thoroughly sucks. And case in point, the headline of this story, Texas Church starts nonprofit to help minors get sex change treatment out of state. And I'm like, why? what the hell this is messed up folks 
you know, just reading a little bit from this story, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, are you freaking serious? This is why the modern American church needs serious help. I will, you know, this, I will demonstrate reading from just a paragraph of the story. In June, the state passed, the state of Texas passed SB 14, which prohibits physicians from performing various types of procedures, sex change procedures, on minors. Also restricting, the, restricting access to hormones and puberty blockers with a small exception for intersex children. Galileo Church in Fort Worth, Texas, right in the Metroplex, announced that it was launching a new project two months later called the North Texas Transportation Network, which gives $1,000 grants to families wanting to take their child out of state to obtain sex change procedures according to an Instagram post. Galileo Church Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes told CBS News that the church had started dreaming, quote unquote, about being able to create a system for families to be able to, quote unquote, seek health care outside of the state, unquote. O-M-G. You know things are really cockeyed and wacky when you now have a church, a supposed church in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, which is huge. I've been to Dallas. And now they want to send kids and parents to go get sex changes? Minors? Get sex changes out of state? Probably send them to California? I'm like, churches don't do that. They're not supposed to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, are we kidding here? This, ugh, for those who want to slam uh, Bible-believing Christians, go ahead, knock yourself out. But this is exactly why people who believe in the Bible, who believe in Jesus, get absolute grief. Because this is not godly. This is not biblical. It's just a straight up mess. And this is why I am who I am. And some people, they're just some, this stuff has to be called out. It just needs to be called out. And apparently not too many other people are doing it. But hey, I guess I will be just that one person who will be the voice crying in the wilderness like John the Baptist telling you this is stupid, this is wrong, and frankly, it's severely unbiblical and just plain twisted. I'd even go as far as to say demonic. But, oh boy, that's the problem with free moral agency. 
You know? Even Christians can do stupid stuff. This is why I've maintained for years the rule that stupidity doesn't discriminate. And on that note, my friends, before I severely jack up my blood pressure, uh, I'm going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please uh, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us. Uh, get notifications when new episodes come out. Uh, you can find us on any podcast platform, big, small, or in between. Uh, you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, inblackandright.net. So for now, my friends, see you tomorrow. Have yourself a great week. Uh, take care of yourselves, and if you're going to be... Uh, if your kids are going to be out and about on Halloween, hey, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, keep them safe. Be out there. And for now, just remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>